Just a warning before we get started, this episode contains scenes of inebriation <laughs> and use of the S word, the F word, and of course, the P word. This has been your P-Clay Parental Advisory. Use discretion. And now, let's jump into the brine. Previously on Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Richard, Richard, this is the pod god. Oh, dear lord. Ha 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 ha. In your next podcast, you must employ the trope of a hero's journey and descend into the world of natural wine. Now go. And, uh, you can bring David with you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Huh? What? Sorry. 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 Do you think we should be in character for any of this? I don't, I don't do well as a character. I mean, you could be a character. I, I think I should just hang back and let you do your thing and drink a lot of wine. This is my friend David Weinberg, the award-winning podcaster and radio producer, and me, standing outside of Raw Wine, the world's largest natural wine fair in Los Angeles. So here's the thing. There's going to be hundreds of producers... Wine producers. Hundreds of wine producers, but only two radio producers. After receiving an assignment from myself to cover the fair for this podcast, I was faced with an immediate dilemma. I couldn't possibly fathom the idea of holding a microphone while twirling a yeasty skin contact wine in my custom crystal stem glass. So I'd invited David to help me produce this episode. Come on, let's jump into the brine. And to my delight, he said yes. Yes. She should tell her about me. I said, can I bring my producer so he can hold the microphone? I was hoping that I could be referred to throughout the day as just your intern. <laughs> can I just be the intern? <laughs> <laughs> okay, intern. But seriously, David's self-effacing and hilarious joke belies the reality of the situation. Because I'm amply chuffed, chuffed to have David's help. Aww. Cue the David music. Two, three, four, five. He's like the punk rock studs Turkle of contemporary podcasting. Aww. He makes stories about hobos, dreamers, and outsiders with true empathy, casting them as heroes in their own minds. Given these bona fides, I'd say a promotion from intern to producer is well-deserved. Anyways, me on the other hand, I'm just a white-collar fine audio food journalist with a vanity podcast project and a fancy soundboard. Yeah, yeah, baby. Anyways. Actually, 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 actually. You know what? I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, with one hand free to twirl wine, one free to pass out business cards with, and David's storytelling chops, the stage is set for a perfect collaboration. There's just one problem. I mean, I like wine fine. I don't drink it much. But uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not that interested in natural wine. I don't have a lot of interest in it. Oh, no. You didn't, intern. So on this episode of Richard's Famous, I'm going to have to convince David of the merits of natural wine. Natural Weinberg. Which shouldn't be too hard because Natty Wine is the best. Cue the natural wine music. Five, six, and seven, and eight. 
Instead of using additives for color and flavor, plus stuff like sulfur, natural winemakers don't mess with their grapes. During the winemaking process, nothing is added, nothing is taken away. The results are magical. Flavors can be seductively smoky, funky, yeasty. <sighs> Colors range from amber to pink lemonade, and each and every bottle is special. Plus, natural wine has an ethos. It's anti-commercial, DIY, iconoclastic. David might be the studs turkle of on-demand audio storytelling, but I'm the studs turkle of wine. I mean, I'd love to see some conflict. I'd love to see, like, someone there and then an angry mob form around that person. And, you know, you think that'll happen? We could probably manufacture it. With our powers combined, plus those we can summon from the consumption of much natural wine... <laughs> I know, I'll get the best episode of this podcast yet. Anyways. First, we gotta get past this imposing looking security guard wearing a suit and wraparound sunglasses. A soul-patched sentry standing at the gates of natural wine. His bald head gleaming in the LA sun. You wanna do an interview? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> what's, what's your name? Nate. What type of characters have you seen walking in today? Uh, some foreigners. With like uh like flashy clothing. I mean, you look pretty sly. I mean, I'm fresh, but like I'm talking about flashy, like uh like silk and shit. Like the one dude had like a sparkly leopard thing with like tattoos on his neck. They got a couple characters. They got some some chicks. They got some dudes. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you like, I'm sure you can find something in there. <laughs> Any troublemakers so far? Hell no. They know better. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> The wise words of the great little John, don't start no shit, there won't be no shit. <laughs> they had like a brass knuckles or something. I got two hands and a fighting chance. They ain't gonna touch me. <laughs> Wish you would try. <laughs> Bring them out, son. What you gonna do? <laughs> I ain't scared. Like wine? Yeah, I drink it. I don't take, I'm not gonna put it in my mountain and spit it in a bucket, though. I'm gonna drink it. Where I'm from, we drink it. <laughs> What's your name again? Nate. Nate, thanks, nice man. Nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, take it easy. Are you planning to spit? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, like, ruin my day tomorrow. What could possibly go wrong? This is intimidating. We've moved up into this sort of cavernous space with scaffolding and a lot of lighting above it. Are you good at counting crowds? Because I'd say there are easily a couple hundred people here already, just from what we can see. Yeah. It's pretty loud. Everybody looks kind of friendly, but it's early. We'll see what the day brings. You may not have heard of it, but natural wine is a fast-growing business. For example, in LA, where 10 years ago there were none, there are now more than a half dozen natural wine-focused shops, plus dedicated bars and restaurants with natural wine-exclusive lists. What started as a small underground movement has blossomed into a full-on trend, and no trend would be complete without... Uh, actually, uh, we're wine influencers. I have an import and distribution company called Superglue. Long curly hair, sunglasses, cool tattoos, a guy who runs a craft beer business. There's Eric Ware. My friend, she actually created National Orange Wine Day. It was like the dopest party. I had like 12 skin contact wines. What's the key to survival here? Spit everything and take a lot of breaks. I hand out a few business cards. That's me as a pickle. Okay. It's my food podcast. It's called Richard's Famous Food Podcast. And then this is just a picture of me. I have cards for all. It looks like there's some interest in a card back there. Would you like a card? It's like you're 
single-handedly keeping the business card industry afloat. As I'm about to remind David of the type of wily self-promotion it takes to keep an independent podcast going without the ample marketing budgets of local public radio, we're interrupted. This guy? No, I'm a fan. David, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, David. Your Mr. Fry's Man story. One of my favorite pieces of audio journalism ever made. Thanks. Yeah. I don't really care that much about wine. I hasten my intern away from his admirer and try to get us back on target. You taste wine? Sure. We start at the beginning with wines from the Republic of Georgia. What is present-day Georgia is probably where humans domesticated the grapevine. The winemaking predates written language. By some accounts, that was as many as 10,000 years ago. And to this day, Georgian wines are made in an old style, fermented in large earthenware vessels shaped like turnips called quevries, or amphorae, often stored underground during the winemaking process. And whereas most commercial white wines are fermented after skins are removed, many of Georgia's white wine grapes are fermented with the skins on, imparting an amber hue. This is what's meant when wines are described as skin contact, that's the skin of the grape, not wine you touch, or alternatively, orange. That's the color, not the fruit. The wines are beautiful, individual, and totally delicious. Did you notice we're not spitting out our wine? You shouldn't spit out Georgian wines. It's got a little bit of pigment. Sometimes it tastes a little bit like corn. This is good. You should have some of this. When you make dinner one night and then the next morning you slice up an apple on the cutting board and it tastes a little like garlic. Am I wrong? No, I love it. I love it. I'm having a ball. David, on the other hand, looks like he just heard his podcast got passed over as one of the year's 10 best by Vulture.com. <laughs> Do you feel like you have a sense of like what is good about natural wine from tasting those wines? No. I mean, I've, it's like binary for me. It's like, I like it or I don't. Like it or not, you have to appreciate natural wine at least for its novelty. Batshit is, is an old school fertilizer that used to be used in churches a lot. So I will go to four or five churches uh, this winter. Some people will bring it to me, so it's serious amounts. Uh, I will ferment that with coal. Fermentation increases the population of microorganisms you have in there. Is using batshit as a fertilizer, is that accepted and you can still call your wine natural wine? Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about natural wine. Yeah, we've heard about that, David. In fact, many natural winemakers say their farming practices are what distinguish their wines. But what is natural wine after all? It's not so well defined. Mm -hmm. It's easy to drink. Organic farming, minimal intervention in their vineyards, biodynamic, Uh something lunar. Of course. It's uh, good for health. Clearly. We're suggesting that you ask where your wine is coming from. Yep, Uh, yep. No additives in the cellar. It's structured. Uh The actual term is acetyl tetrahydropyridine. Hmm. Fruité. Yeah. Opulence. Smashable. Wait, what? (laughs) Natural wine. Natural wine. Natural wine. Natural wine. As with punk rock, hipster, and piquet, some say that natural wine is becoming little more than a pose. I think we all kind of hate the term natural wine. It is kind of a problematic term. I won't introduce myself saying uh, I make natural wine. A lot of people are here for Instagram or because they want to be trendy, and that's not what natural is about. That's my only conflict of heart here. During an unusually contemplative bathroom break, I realize maybe I'm part of the problem here. Just another gamay sippin', trend chasing, gastro comedy podcast making dilettante. As I gaze down, the bespoke eucalyptus scented urinal deodorizer block assumes the visage of Studs Turkle himself, and he says to me, 
Hey man, don't trip out on this thing too hard. Remember the tenets of food audio journalism. Food is a lens for all stories. Stories feed the human soul. And the stomach is your podcatcher of choice. Please rate and review us on iTunes. And last, Studs the Urinal Cake says, Maybe the story here isn't natural wine. Maybe it's the people. And just at that moment, who should darken the door of the handicapped stall? We're not following you. None other than Nate, the security guard, probably taking his non-union five. I proceed back out onto the floor with a renewed sense of direction. Who's got the craziest stories here? Some of the producers I work with are these crazy old guys over there. You should go talk to them. They'll at least keep you entertained for a little while. And the wines are gorgeous, honestly. All right, I see some crazy old guys across the room, and I want their story. But first, between us and them, there's a lot of natty natty kind kind to be tasted. And I need David to figure out what natural wine's all about. And the only way to learn is to taste. We do like micro fermentations. 100% Zinfandel, Pet Nat, the micro dosing of natural wine. This one was in 70 year old oak barrel for about a year. Direct press Saparavi. Oh, Slovakia. Is winemaking part of the Mittelstand? What's it called? Churchella? Bruit de Yeah, It's difficult to say. I want to let my intern ask you a question. How did you get assigned the spit bucket duty? All right, we're going to get some wine. The thing about me is like when they start talking about wine, I just kind of like tune out. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Grapes, wine, whatever. You're only an intern at a food podcast. <laughs> you have a very specific thing about business cards. This is good. It's good. Alright, let's taste some wine. Anyways. Now that we're feeling good and loose, for every winemaker stall we stop at, we record an ID for this podcast. Three, two, one, cue it, son. Je suis Isabelle Perrault. My name is Tony Couturi. I'm Lewis Dixon. Mike of Lo-Fi Wine. Oh. From Franconia, Germany. South Australia. Brooklyn, New York. From Roussillon, Perpignan. Lou and oh. the Blue Wine Shop in Las Feliz. And you're listening to Richard's Famous. Richard's Famous. Richard's Famous Famous. Richard's Berühmtes. Food Podcast. Food Podcast. Essence Podcast. Oh. Richard's Famous Food Podcast. I love it. Like, seriously, all of you guys need to listen to this shit right now. Wait, what station is it on again? Oh, that's right. iTunes. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Please write and review. Anyways. After... Twenty-seven more glasses of wine. We meet Tony Katuri, the God, the elder statesman of natural wine in California. He's been doing it longer than anybody else. Forty years, no sulfites, natural yeast fermentation. When I started out in 1981, one wine shop owner said, "I can't bring this in because the bottles explode and spew biological contamination through my wine shop." And now, look at the room's full. 2018, no bullshit. The best vintage of my life. It's just this band of flavor. Nothing going up, nothing going down. 
To my surprise and delight, David seems to get it. This wine is really good. Well, thank you. So the other and Tony thing, uh, has some words of wisdom for us. You follow your heart, you'll have a great life. You try to make money, but you're not going to be happy. I got a 36-year-old intern here. Like, we're not making any money on this. Looks like these guys are spitting. Wimps. I'm going to spit, but not yet. And next, Tony introduces us to his friend and protege, Lewis Dixon, a trial lawyer turned natural winemaker from Texas's Hill Country. I've got a uh, wine that I call Shango Naranja Fabulosa. Shango is a nickname that I was given by a dear childhood friend of mine growing up in Houston. And that, that friend that gave me the nickname is Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top. Uh, we, uh, we got a, a buddy's truck and we had a steel cage welded and we would strap ourselves into the cage and then we'd get going about 100 miles an hour and then push the cage out. Billy was the first one to go and so he wrote a song called Master of Sparks and it's about the cage flying out of the back of that truck. In fact, there's a line in the song, it was like, it was like a stick of rolling dynamite, which it was. Listen to that song, Master of Sparks, that's a true story. And actually, when we pulled him out of that cage, the back of his neck and arms were all burned from the sparks. So when we tried it, we wrapped ourselves in wet towels so we wouldn't get burned. It was crazy. Is this the moment when things start to get ugly? Yes. I think that we've reached the non-spitting portion of the evening. I mean, you can see the place transforming into more of a bar. It doesn't take very long to solve a bunch of problems with this stuff. It makes me wish I had more problems. I didn't expect to be talking this deeply about ZZ Top today. Then, as if it had been foretold, a group of drunken natural wine scenesters descends on our microphone. What's Why did you start this podcast from a food base? Or like gastronomically, what's really your interest? I just I still don't know what you guys are about. <laughs> what what is Bonkers Food Podcast? No, no, no. I want you to like explicitly tell me what verbally Bonkers is it that food. you guys are about. What is Bonkers your position? Is what is your stance? What is your political or not like food what is it like tell me exactly what you're doing you know like david <laughs> I, uh, somehow we managed to break away uh wow what just happened it was so good hey man how you doing any troublemakers like they only had one issue can people bring in the goddamn kids in here i'm like why the hell are they bringing kids to wine you seen the dude with like the little baby on his chest like uh like the hangover dude walking around here with a wine in his hand with the little baby on his thing i'm like bruh they had these French people left there. I think they was French. This lady asked me, she said, hey, you can watch my car? I said, for what? She said, my kid's in there. I said, you got two kids in there? You ain't even cracked the windows? She's like, I'm just going to go in there for a little while. I was like, I ain't letting you in. I was like, you got to go over there and deal with your goddamn kids. And then she'd be going, her and her husband like tagging out. Like one of them hanging out in the car with the kids and the husband's in here. And then they switch out and the husband goes out there and the mom comes in here. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. I don't know how the fuck y'all do things where you from. I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just like, all right, this is easy as shit. <laughs> I feel bad that y'all paying me for this. Like, I ain't even doing nothing. I'm just standing here with a bald head. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good shit. Oh, man, I got to be more like that guy. <laughs>
I pull David outside to debrief on what he's learned about natural wine and talk through some ideas about how to put together the episode he's producing. But he seems fixated on the Texas winemaker with the ZZ Top story. About, I mean, that guy could talk about justice. He clearly has insights into the criminal justice system, which we all know is an illusion. And then the winemaking stuff rooted in, like, the earth and the real... I want to do a story about that guy. I want to go down to Texas. I want to hang out with no, him. No, 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 Everything that happens here is pure RFFB. It's all your shit. I'm no, 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 no. That's what I would want but to here's, do if it was me. Well, you're going you're gonna to do it, but you're going to do it for, for me, for this show. Uh, you're you're coming here as an RFFP intern, and you're producing this episode. Right. I'm not producing it. We never actually talked about what the agreement was here. I managed to wrest the microphone out of David's hands. Intern. Oh, but he's not holding the microphone right now. No, David Weinberg. I'm nervous because I feel like I can't control it, you know? I'm not going to let this guy come here and steal a story from me with my connections. This is my show. Astro. Uh, Why are you so afraid of, like, taking chances and, and changing things? What do you mean? Like, about what? Answer the question. I don't know if I'm taking a chance. What do you mean? I think I have to go with my family. I'm responsible for dinner tonight, so I'm going to start. We're done. Check, check. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the day after the wine fair, and um, I don't know what to do. Uh, obviously, I don't have a producer for this episode anymore. I'm basically bereft. David don't like that natty wine Though his internship was fine I'm on my own now in my mind To find another food podcast partner Mm (laughs) Wait, does someone smell like Toasting pickles? Richard. (laughs) Yes? Pod God? Stop crying. You don't need David. But then what do I do? I don't have a producer. We'll find a new one. But, uh, where? Check your Rolodex. It's good you handed out all those business cards. You got a few back, didn't you? Yeah, I I guess I did. This is a great card. Thanks, dude. I just did it 15 bucks at uh, Staples. Gee, uh, thanks, Pod God. Good luck. <laughs> Hello? Uh, Richard? Yeah. Hey, what's up, brother? It's Nate. I'm just putting this thing together, and you, you sound really, really good on tape. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I have this podcast, and I was wondering if maybe you'd want to get involved. Absolutely. All right, cool. I'm down with that. You could be, like, the producer of an episode. Okay, hell yeah. You guys do a food podcast? Yeah. All right, well, perfect. I'll eat whatever. All right, cool. That that In-N-Out burger pretty good. But I'm down to eat whatever, dog. Give me a call anytime. I'm glad you're going to be my producer. I'm down with it, brother. This is Nasty Nate with take two of Richard's Famous Food Podcast credits. Ready? Three, two, one. Kill it, son. Ah!
Richard's Famous Food Podcast is made by Richard Parks III. The mustachioed pickle logo is made by James Braithwaite, and our theme song is made by Bobby Halverson. Additional music in this episode was by Richard and the Blue Dot Sessions, plus Little John and ZZ Top. Special thanks to Raw Wine and to all the winemakers, and shout out to the non-commercial wines. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, post it on social media, or share it with a friend. Really does help a lot, and we appreciate y'all. You can find us on Twitter and on our new Instagram account at Richards Famous. That's Richard with a S, Famous. And I'm Nate Welch. See y'all next time. And now, Vavoom to the moon. Whee! <laughs> it's so beautiful. He's flying. It's Richards Famous Food Podcast. Huh? What? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.